Definitely, definitely lean into it. I, mean, I was doing TikTok videos yeah. with my daughter the other day. <laughs> TikTok, just, just dance it out. That battle mom. Yeah. Don't say go old school. Yeah, absolutely. I have fun with it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Even just from a mental health standpoint of your for yourself and for your children. Like this is definitely something that you, you should do and embrace it. Um, we, we get it. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of uncertainty. But the one thing that is, is I know for a fact is the one that's the number one healer is that my children laugh when and I can enjoy that with them and have that deep laugh. There's not not a better feeling in, in, in the world. So lean into that. You know, I, I get it. You know, we gotta work. We gotta put food on the table. We gotta do certain things. But it might be time to slow down and. and It's the Empowerment Perspective Podcast, hosted by Demiso Josie and Mr. Kareem Spence. Stay empowered. Stay empowered. All right, welcome to yet another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Dr. Demiso A. Josie, alongside Spence. Yes, sir. <laughs> you sure you here? You good? Man, I'm trying, man. Rough out here in these streets, man. Trying to make a dollar to 15 cents. Well, 15 cents to a dollar. I see you got your Philly growth coming in down there trying to what are you trying to do there, man? Man, I told him I'll get this money, man. Send me some bean pies. <laughs> Final call. With you, man. Funny. There's something wrong with you. We also have Jamie on as well as usual. Jamie, how are you doing? Very well. Christmas well. tree still up, I see. Ain't nothing under there though. Not until Christmas Day, when Santa comes, we've talked about this. Oh, uh, all right. We'll, we'll leave it at that, though. We'll yeah. just leave it at that. Last time on our last podcast, we had, finally, Kathleen Sweeter was on, and she was able to talk specifically about special education. Um, Kareem, I know you felt some kind of way because it took us three years for, for, for her to be on our show, but what did you? how did you feel about that show? I mean, she, she, she brought some really good information for our listeners, so... I mean, she was really able to, you know, separate and be able to distinguish probably for the IEP. So she bought some, I mean, it was worth the wait. You know, I'm still a little bitter of who actually invited her to show. I feel some kind of way about that. And that little person still drinking up all my wine. You better have something left, Jamie. That's something that I got to say. <laughs> Jamie, what was your thoughts about the podcast with Kathleen? That, that, you know, I only had to ask Kathleen once and she was ready to come on the show and she had great information, uh, special ed, there's a lot to cover and she gave us a lot of information in a very short amount of time. So it was good. All right, so if you haven't checked that podcast out, we talked to Kathleen Sweeter, um, special education expert, and we really wanted to focus on how we could help parents understand the process. There's a whole lot more that we could have dove into, but we try to keep our podcast to at least an hour or so we still be on there for another three days. That's how much information she has. But um, if, definitely check that out. If you are a parent that's about to go through the process or you have questions about the process, um, make sure that you... Uh, check that particular podcast out. So what we're going to do here today, um, going on today, it's a really, really sensitive topic for me. As many of you know, I am a father of two beautiful girls. Um, and now that we are in this COVID season, it is really, really difficult um, 
to, I guess it's kind of almost reinventing. I don't even say reinventing. It's kind of bringing me closer to my kids. It's forcing me to, not that I wasn't close with them before, but um, I, I got to see them on a whole nother level and definitely spending a whole lot of time, individual uh, time with them. Um, and, and that bond is starting to, to develop a little bit um, when it comes to them. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to reach out to someone to talk about fatherhood specifically during COVID. I want to talk about fatherhood. Um, some of the some of the people that I know are going through divorces and separations and things of that nature. So also having conversations about that um, and preparing young men for fatherhood. So I kind of uh, linked me and LinkedIn. I don't know why. I just, I just love LinkedIn because it's for the fact that, um, you know, it's a, a wonderful networking tool. So when I saw that this brother was out here doing some positive things in Philadelphia, which is a hop, skip, and jump from where we are in New Jersey, um, called Daddy University. So I went and, and emailed the brother and, and he um, is blessing us with his presence today. So I would like to introduce uh, Joel Austin, brother Joel Austin, to the podcast. How are you doing today, sir? I am fantastic. I am completely honored to be here. Uh, I'm excited that you reached out to me and I think that it's, it's just the way things are going to be right now is that we actually start reaching out to each other and connecting with each other. Positive. Facts, facts, facts. And it's actually that, I mean, we've been doing um, a lot of networking all along, but I think it's really, really important in light of the situation that we're in now, um, socially, as well as with this pandemic. And, and it's just, it's, it's definitely um, something that we want to bring our viewers and, and, and give them an opportunity to um, get some information that is definitely important. And one of the things that we try to teach people is networking not be afraid to reach out especially now everybody needs um some assistance and everybody got some 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 gems to drop on people so um i want to dig into what you do with daddy university if you could just explain that for our, our listeners and and what was the inspiration behind it daddy university is the oldest male parenting education company in the united states of america we are uh, 17 going around 18 years old we do fatherhood classes throughout the tri-state area uh, on, on a bi-monthly basis, um, I'm sorry, some, some classes are every two weeks. We run a fatherhood conference from New York all the way down to Virginia. We host a parent academy, which is for our mothers, our fathers, and our caregivers. We do training and development with schools and, and child welfare systems to teach inclusion of males in, inside of the system and how powerful and important that is. We run a program called Doulas for Dads, where we have male doulas that help uh, specifically new dads understand this whole labor and delivery process. We have our own fraternity that we just started called Delta Alpha Delta, D-A-D. Um, <laughs> and we also run two annual events that we self we self-fund. We run an event called the Daddy-Daughter Dance uh, in Philadelphia, and we run an event called the Mother and Son Dance. That's just a basic. Um, it all came about when I had my first son. Um, my first son came, and, and I was excited and nervous and not sure what to do. And uh, Then my second son came, and my first son got invited to a class, uh, a class at the hospital on uh, being a big brother how to be a big brother or how to be a big sister. And so I took them to this class. These nurses had it, which was really, really cool. I found myself in the classroom taking notes. Uh, found myself in the class taking notes. They were teaching five, six, seven, eight-year-olds about babies. And I found myself as a college graduate, man in my house, king of my domain, taking notes. Um, 
the same notes that the five or six year old. And I said, enough is enough. It's unfair for me to stay through this process. Married at the time, uh, I went to all the appointments, but no one ever seemed to want to take me to the side and explain to me what the process was like. So I started asking questions. I started a little website. I talked to my friends and 18 years later, here we are. That's, that's dope. It's very powerful. I remember um, my firstborn, and I remember, you know, studying and going to the classes and all those things. And then I remember bringing her home for the first time. And, I, and me and my wife sat her on the couch, and I was sitting there, and we looked at each other. I was like, what do we do now? <laughs> what, what, what happens now? One, I can't believe they let us take this person home and trust us to be with this person. But, like, what, what do we do now? Um, so I, I guess we want to go kind of backwards, a young father, right? Let's going in that moment. Um, what kind of advice would you give that young, young man at that moment? Like you, you finally brought the child home. I guess what are some of the things, um, advice you would give, give somebody that's a young parent. Like my first advice right off the back would be, you got this. Like you, I know it feels like you don't got this, but you got this. Um, children come with 50, 50 DNA, 50, 50 traits you already know as much about this child as the mother does. It's split right down the middle. Um, a lot of the foods that you like, the child likes. A lot of the things that you like to, to sing or play, the child already likes to sing or play. You got this. Um, you got 50% right from the back. A little, a little, some of the music that you've been like, you, you find your baby rocking back and forth. Like, you got this. From the door, you got this. And now, uh, nowadays I teach, have fun with this. Please have fun with this. Um, back in the day, 1950, 60 was all about the month, the mighty dollar. It was all about bringing home a paycheck and you just sit there and do nothing. But that's not the way it is anymore. Mm. Um, you have two parent homes and everybody's working. So moms are changing diapers. Dad's got to change diapers. Moms are breastfeeding. My dads are chest feeding. It's, it's, and that we, we roll in with it like that. Um, our duelist for dad program is so that my guys know just as much as my mom's. I remember going to a, a gynecological visit and we walk in as a married couple and I sit there in the waiting room and they call my, my then wife back. Uh, she goes back for a little while and then they call me in. Um, and then they tell me how everything is going with the child. We're in our third trimester. And, um, and I said to the doctor, why did I have to wait outside? She said, for the mother's privacy. And I said, I'm I done been in all those privates. That's why we're here. I don't see you. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, do you think I haven't? How did you think this thing got the thing with the thing? This, this, <laughs> I for real. Do you know? So, so that's that's what we're dealing with. So why why are we doing this? Why are we not informing? Why are we not? So and that's how it all got started. That's awesome. Kareem, I'm going to switch over and tie the educational piece in there because we are educators. Um, I, I, I subscribe to the fact that I think new parents need classes like this and need yeah. um, organizations like this because what I'm seeing out there is that a lot of people, you're, you're gifted with a, a blessing of having a child and, and it's your responsibility mm -hmm. to make sure that you nurture it and lead it in the right direction. But yeah. it's a fine line. Like you could really mess a child up. You really mess a kid's life up. Like, um, from, I guess, in the world of education and in the world of counseling that you're in, in, in Kareem, how important is it to, for young parents to learn how to be parents or fathers? Let's talk, uh, talk specifically about fathers. Well, 
the, the most difficult conversation that I've ever had with a, a, a young man was why my dad don't want me no more. Why my dad, you know, just don't want to hang out or even see me, or even call me. Like that is, it's tough. And now you're talking about a kid's self-esteem. You're, you're, you're talking about his, his perception of, of what manhood is and not being able to clearly understand, like I did nothing wrong, but yet my, my dad is gone. Mm. And me being a counselor, there, there is no suggestions for that. Nothing. I, I, I have nothing. I, I can't even be able to begin to even identify with that sort of hurt and pain. Mm-hmm. And what the ripple effect is, because we always talk about hurt people hurt people. So now you're talking about somebody as young as five and six that may just close their heart for the rest of, for the rest of their life. Mm. And in the mortal world of Tupac, if I don't, once I realize that you ain't this, then I can do whatever I want to you. Because mm. now I don't even care. I don't, and there's nothing, I mean, I think Jay-Z said it best. He said that, that there's nothing that a teacher can do to me because my dad's gone. Mm. And that's the valuable lesson that, you know, unfortunately is being learned by some of our young men is, is to have to grow up with heartache and pain at a young age. And there is no no pill that's going to fix that. Right, right. So people start to self-medicate because of the pain. Mm, right. I think something that, that uh, Brother Joel talked about, about having fun, is, is an important lesson for these, these young parents to, to realize. Like, I love having my Me and my kids have fun all the time. I think every stage of their life is like an amazement to me. And then we watch them grow. And I, we just I just have fun with it. Um, there's times that you obviously have to be the disciplinarian and all those things, but if you, you navigate it correctly, um, those times are few and far in between. Your kids actually mm-hmm. want to be around you. You actually want to be around them. Um, so having fun is, is definitely, uh, I think, a, a powerful tool for, for a young father to have. But it's really, really important for that to happen, to establish that relationship. So, when you have uh, young boys that are hurting, one of the pills is you have to ask them, will you let me in? Will, will you let me mentor? Will you let me be a, a figure? Will you let me Will you let me give you these gems? Will you let me coach? Will you let me in? Um, the second one is what will you do when you become a father? Uh, will you do the same or will you do something different? But you have to get a young person to allow you to let you in. If they want to fill their heart 100% with hate, and bitterness, that's cool, but I'm giving you an option to half of that feeling with my love. Um, and there are African-American males like and, and females all over the place waiting to give love to to you. Absolutely. Um, actually, what- We're our own pill. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, one of the, the reasons why we have the empowerment perspective is because of my personal situation when my father left. Um, but, and it hurt me for a while, but what I learned to do is to flip it and look at his situation as an example of what not to do. So when I mm-hmm. became a father, I was able to maneuver based upon those things. I couldn't change the fact that he left. I couldn't change the fact that him and my mother didn't uh, work out, but I could change the fact how I looked at it. And so when I talked mm-hmm. to these young people, that's just one of the things I said, you have a perfect example of what not to do. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So let's, let's start building that road 
um, based upon those and, and using that as a sense, uh, a source of empowerment, I think is a, a huge piece uh, for, for young people who are going through those situations to know. And for my, yeah, for my parents out there, I have to let everyone know, um, when you separate, when you break up, uh, when you get divorced, um, children blame themselves 100%, absolutely all the time. Um, and as, as parents and as adults, we have to fly in and say, trust me, it's not you. And then also give reasons because, you know, back in the day, bags would be packed and then bags won't be there. And then it was just, you know, surprise. Um, your uncle's now your new dad. Like, yo, it's crazy. <laughs> I got, I got a lot of uncles. Um, <laughs> so we have to come in and say, this was the reason, this is what happened. Uh, we have to be secure and say, I'm never going anywhere. I may be down the block. I may be such and such, but I'm not leaving you. Mm. Uh, and we have to secure that, that mental, uh, that mental hurt early, real quick. That might be tough parents to do, especially if it's something mm -hmm. to do. And, um, you know, you, you, you're going through this argument and when you argue, you, you have a tendency to place blame on other people other than taking the responsibility of yourself. So um, I know a lot of people that unfortunately put that on their children uh, and, and a lot of those kids will, you know, obviously feel that. So it takes, it, it does take a strong man and a strong woman to admit that, you know, this has nothing to do with you. You know, I know it's going to affect you, but you're not mm -hmm. the cause of it. You're not the problem. Yeah. Right, right. So it's it's definitely a um, tough way to navigate. So let's stay with the the divorce separation situation. If you could give like maybe two or three tips on how to navigate those things, because I mean, there's different scenarios where you have custody, joint custody, and and all those uh, legal Man. scenarios. But at the the core of it, what are like some free tips that you can offer uh, fathers that are going through that? <clears throat> How much time do we have? <laughs> we, um, we have to do divorce separation. Uh, my number one tip to all my mothers and my number one tip to all my fathers is after you divorce and separate, there are no surprises whatsoever. Uh, you are not allowed to surprise your other co-parent. There's no surprises. Surprises will, will tear up everything. So... I'm not allowed to go to the zoo and then um, meet my friend Jenny and my daughter, drop my daughter off at her mother's house and my daughter walk in and say, hey, I met Miss Jenny. That's a, that's a, that's a storm waiting to happen. Um, I, I am not allowed to walk around and my daughter say, hey, that's Mr. Paul. He does such and such. Don't surprise me. Let me know ahead of time. That will make things much much better the ease of co-parenting much better tell everybody everything ahead of time they don't have to agree and it's not about agreeing it's just saying i'm just letting you know i'm going to the zoo uh ask her who, where does she want to get your daughter's hair done at and then compromise as much as you can if you like a bedtime of 10 o'clock at your house and then mom likes a bedtime of eight o'clock the best you can do is say let's just both do nine because our children, our cherubs, our love of our lives are master manipulators. Mm. They are the best at what they do. They, they can, woo, they, well, just a look sometimes. They, you know, they be like, well, you know, Mr. Kareem, mom's boyfriend lets me stay up as long as I want. And like, they just, you know, they, 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 they
<laughs> for all those other things, I would really, really try to focus on co-parenting. I would try to focus mm -hmm. on the, on uh, children. When we do mediation, we also do mediation. I put pictures of the kids around so that we really kind of talk over the kids so that you can try to have that kid focus. Um, also, you have to go back and say, kind of figure out what do you want for your child? Um, and what's important for you for your child? So I, I, I'm divorced and newly married. Um, so my ex with, with my sons, important to her was education. And um, no, the kid's happiness. So important to me was education. So sometimes I would try to find an educational camp that would also have a lot of fun. And, and that would make things easier. But try to find what's important for them. Do they want your child to go to college? Do they not? And, and if you write down 10 things and she writes down 10 things, you may agree on five, but you just focus on that. Let's not talk about the party that you thought you thought you saw me at. Let's just talk about getting her into dance. Um, let's try to focus on these dance schools and let's try to just focus on this gymnastics and then and, and that'll be our thing. And then eventually over years we'll become we'll we become friends. Kareem, I want to stay with the education piece. What are some of the things that newly separated or divorced parents when like obviously we want the fathers to be active members in their child's education like what are some some things typically where we're dealing with education and it's the mother that usually comes to the school does all the paperwork does you know all that stuff typically so what kind of things should uh fathers be expecting or can come to you as a counselor and, and, and what kind of information should they be gathering well and i and i think that the best thing they can do is actually have a plan so Ruel is talking about sitting down and, and figuring out what's going to be in the best interest. When you go to the counselor, that should be the main, main topic of the conversation and what's going to be the best interest for my son and daughter. Because now what happens is that now we can actually start doing some academic planning and career planning without actually having that at the forefront. Now we're just sitting back and just having conversation and that's not going to be beneficial. What we want is to be able to come up with a plan so we'll know exactly what steps we need to make sure that the goal is actually achieved. No, I'm not here to do a bunch of marriage counseling. No, I'm not here to say who's right in this relationship and who's wrong and, and what somebody should have, could have, would have done. No, right now we're just here talking about academic planning and college planning so that we can get ready um, for the years that's beyond. And now what happens is that we start working backwards from the actual goal and start to create these steps. So more importantly, when you show up in the school, you got to have a plan. And you have to be willing to ask questions. You shouldn't leave that school without even being asking any type of question. If you don't know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay not to know because education mm -hmm. is tricky. But to be able to have a plan, that should be a tall run. Every student coming in the building should have their own individual education plan. Okay, I'm going to throw a scenario at you. You have a uh, student in your class, uh, parents separated. They come, in, come to school on Monday and Tuesday, they got their they stuff in order. Then on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you know that they switch parents and they're there for that, that time and all of a sudden the work stops coming in. Um, as, a, as a teacher in that classroom, how do you navigate those, those types of scenarios and how you can, I guess some tips and things that you can do to assist those kids that are in that situation? 
So if you know that on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, they're coming in and they're not organized, then you can let them come to see you during homeroom and help them get organized or let them keep some things in your room so that, or maybe have a set for mom and a set for dad and a set for school so that they really don't even have to worry about being organized once they're in the classroom. You're gonna keep them organized regardless of where they're at. Yeah, organization is a big key in, in those situations. Um, and that's, if there's any tip that any fathers out there in that situation is making sure that your kids are organized is, is half the battle, especially because they're going to be moving from yeah. house to the next house. It's important to make sure that you, you have a routine, number one. Mm -hmm. uh, and maintaining that routine, it should be the same routine in your house as it is at the, as the mother's house, too. So, you know, in terms of, you know, whether they come home, get a snack first, and then, you know, study or whatever the case may be, um, you got to be on that same that same playing for, you know, the routine as far as your, your, your child is concerned. Because it's important. I, I agree with uh, Sister Jamie. Um, you have to keep the other parent informed. Um, it, is, it is 2020, 2021. It, mm -hmm. Just because the child has a mother, it does not mean that mom has custodial rights. This is a whole new ball game. Um, you know, that's what we think. Oh, your mom's, you know, parents divorce so much. No, trust me. Um, but you have to keep the other parent informed. I have dads that have every single weekend, they have, you know, their custody is Thursday and they drop the kid off Monday. But mom signed them up for school. So the information, the emails, the password, the code, the absences and the non-absence, mom knows all of that. Dad, you know, he's uninformed. He doesn't have an envelope like, like she said, you should have two envelopes and there should be, you should have both addresses, you should have both phone numbers um, because I have fathers buying Jordans for kids that hardly go to school because the other parent doesn't want to tell them that he's been so absent. So if you, if each parent is informed, and I don't just stop with a parent because we're a village. Grandma, grandpa needs to be informed, aunts, uncles need to know, send it to everybody. If this kid's not coming to school or his grades aren't up to par, Everybody got that Uncle Roscoe that don't let him come to school. Don't, don't, don't let, <laughs> don't let him come to school. But try, I would love the folder. I love keeping separate information. I love letting them know these are the test scores and you have to make an extra copy. It's worth it to get this kid back on track. Right, as parents, you have rights. Um, mm -hmm. you, know, you, got, you go to the school and you can get the same information as, as the other parent. Make sure that you're on the contact list. Make sure that they're mm -hmm. sending out two report cards, whatever the case may be, um, you have rights to that, that information on your child unless there's court uh, proceedings and all other stuff that preventing it, but... Uh, some schools. Yeah, certain schools. Our, our school, I don't, I don't understand, Dr. Why our schools are still so out of date. Most of our school systems in Philly do not have a section for mom and a section for dad. It's usually one parent and then the other parents on a contact sheet. Mm. So. It's so archaic in this age of technology that we don't even have two people can't fill a kid out for school. It's, right. We got to work on that. Yeah. One other thing I want, I want to also add to the conversation is that dad can even have his own parent-teacher conference if he needed. Like he has every right as the custodial parent. So mm -hmm. even if we do have some limitation in flags in our database, does not mean that he can't come and have conversations with the teachers. He has every right to be able to have conversations with the teachers. And if he needed second meeting, that's something that school has to accommodate. 
You see that, Jamie? I use the word accommodation. <laughs> it's not a modification, it's an accommodation. <laughs> so if you don't know what we're talking about, check out the other podcast with Kathleen Sweeter. We broke down the difference between modifications and accommodations. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I want to move into the, the space of COVID and fathering, uh, parenting during COVID. Um, just like everything else, I feel like we, we're almost re not even say reinventing. I feel like we're kind of getting back to the basics on a lot of yes. things. Yes. Um, and I think COVID is forcing us to get back to the basics of parenting. Some of us, I think, with their kids going to school remote and all this other stuff, you're realizing how difficult or how mm -hmm. how many, how bad your skills are as being, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, how bad your skills are being a parent because um, it's in your face all day long. Um, so, it, I mean, one of the things that I would offer, again, routine, I'm a big stickler for routine. If you establish mm -hmm. a routine and establish non-negotiables, there are certain things that your kids are going to fall in line with. If you let them get away with not doing the non-negotiables, you're going to have a problem. I don't know. I did I had uh, parents saying that, you know, the kids run in the room and shut the door. They don't want to be on it. Take the door off the hinge. I don't know what to tell you, but you need to establish some rules. You need to establish some non-negotiables and a routine in order for uh, your kids to be successful during, during COVID. Um, I'm going to open it up for anybody. What are some tips that we can give some parents during, during COVID um, and being locked in with your kids 24-7? With five different computers let's going. Get, let's get back. Let's get back to the dinner table. Let's get back let's to having that that stated time where everybody sat at the dinner table and had dinner and conversation. No devices. Let's just get back to the dinner table. I, I remember when I was younger, that was a mandate. Well, you didn't eat. Plain and simple. Because once dinner was over, the kitchen was closed. And you can try to go to the refrigerator if you want to. You get your hand chopped off. So get back to that dinner table. Start having conversation. You can't say that, oh, we need to go to practice because everything is shut down. And you ain't practice for nothing anyway because everything you can't – in Jersey, you can't go, even have no games. So you ain't practice for nothing. No, get back to the table, and let's just start having conversation and being the family that we used to be. Jamie, what do you think? Um, I think that, you know, you, you really have to get creative, and I – you have to let – sometimes things fall out of order. So I also like structure and I like cleanliness, but if you want to build a fort and play with your dolls in the fort, build a fort and play with, like you have to let that, let things go a little bit too. So it's okay for them to do things out of the ordinary, whatever it takes to really keep them entertained because it's not like they can do anything else. Brother Joel, any tips for, for COVID? Actually, first I... I'm, I'm upset sometimes because we keep hearing about first responders, and I really feel like our parents are the original first responders. Like uh, this was the first time in, that in a hundred years that all of the support that we give parents have been snatched and taken away. They were instantly become principals and doctors, you know, day one and rec centers. Um, they need all those supports that we can. And I found out personally a lot about my kids. I found out that I love. Um, that they're just like me. And I found out that I, I hate that they're just like me. Um, <laughs> there's so things about them that irk me. I was like, oh, they got that for me. Um, but you find out what you have in common um, when you're in a closed system. You find out certain comedies that you have in common. You'd be surprised the, the more time you spend around a child that they are cracking up at jokes that you that, that 
that, that when you tell it, nobody laughs at that there that there's just some small commonalities. It's almost like COVID has helped parents re-fall in love uh, and fall in love all over again. And that dinner table, uh, and I'm not going to be honest, I'm a parenting expert and professional, but this is the first time I've had dinner five days in a row and it was not out of a box at the table. Um, you know, life takes you there and, and such and such. Even my college son is home. Um, I really got to lock my refrigerated door because it's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, but we get a chance to play, play, play uh, after we do school, after we do this. But you really can build a fort. You really can go old school. You really can um, go Boy Scout and Girl Scout. I did s'mores the other day outside. Like, you really can um, have some fun. Um, I have a 14-year-old, so my nails have been painted twice. Like, it's going to happen. Like, it's going to happen. Plus, I got long hair. I'm like Brother Kareem, so I'm, you know, he can barrette that beard, though. He can probably get a barrette. This probably barrette in that beard right now. Um, but, have, yeah, have fun with this. It, it's And another thing is I find it, it is so serious for our children because, to be honest with you, 50, 60, 30, 40 years old, we have not been through a pandemic. The last one was 100 years ago, so... I was never been a child in a pandemic. I don't know what it's like, but they keep we keep throwing numbers and so and so your aunts and so have fun with this. I mean, cotton candy this thing, marshmallow this thing. Have fun with this. I, I, let I believe that by the end of this, every father that has a daughter should know the lyrics to Frozen, back and forth and forth and back. That's if you go, you doing something wrong. That's Definitely, definitely lean into it. I mean, I was doing TikTok videos with my daughters the other day. TikTok, just, just dance it out. That battle mom. Yeah. You know, okay, go old school. Yeah, absolutely. I have fun with it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Even just from a mental health standpoint of your for yourself and for your children. Like, this is definitely something that you, you should do and embrace it. Um, we, we get it. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of uncertainty. But the one thing that is, is, I know for a fact, is the, one of, the number one healer is that my children laughter. And when then I can enjoy that with them and have that deep laugh, there's not, not a better feeling in, in, in the world. So lean into that. You know, I, I get it. You know, we got to work. We got to put food on the table. We got to do certain things. But mm -hmm. it might be time to slow down and, and enter the world of your, your child. For a little bit. I've learned so much about my kids over this last, you know, couple of months with COVID. And he continue to surprise me. Um, and I learned a lot about myself, too, in the, in the process. So make sure you, you're definitely doing that. How can people get in contact with you, website or anything like that, if they're, they're interested in, in learning more? It's not hard at all. I, I just want to say one more thing. I, I want to charge every parent and every aunt and uncle, because aunt and uncles are awesome as well. I love that job. Uh, that it is our job to maintain hope in children. Um, any way you want to do that, you do that, riding a bicycle, whatever way. It's our job as adults to maintain hope and make sure they have hope. Uh, but you can contact us at daddyuniversity, uh, daddyunib.com. We are at uh, Daddy University Incorporated Facebook, Daddy University. All, all, it's not hard to find us. Uh, you can call us at 610-579-DADS. Um, and, and anytime, anytime I'm at your beck and call, brother. 
Jamie, any last words before we get out of here? Um, I love putting you on the spot. You don't know what's coming. <laughs> I don't have any last words. Enjoy your children. Uh, spend time with them. It'll go by, you know, before you know it, they'll be gone. Regardless of if you're a mom or you're a dad, you know, make every day a, a good day with them. Kareem, I mean, a.k.a. Beanie Siegel. <laughs> well, I, I just want to thank you, good brother, for coming on and, and, and spending his time with us. I know we'll be taking away from his family and as well. No, it's okay. Family. Trust me. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I will say that it, it is definitely a, a pleasure to have you. It's, it's a great thing that you, you have developed this particular um, agency to be able to help our fathers because they need all the help in the world. Mm -hmm. um, especially in Philadelphia when the struggle is twice as hard and three times as hard on Friday. So, you know, I've, I'm well aware that the city of Philadelphia has never treated our fathers the way they should have been treated. And um, it, sometimes it makes me wonder whether or not if there were like a conspiracy in place to have that separation for our families and get the fathers out the home. Um, but, you know, on another note, so what, what would it take for you to join the ball head club, man, and cut that hair? Um, <laughs> It's really easy, man. It's, it's too cold right now. We can talk. <laughs> but wait, I was told I get an empowerment t-shirt out of this. Is that still going to happen? Because I would love to rock one of them. Guys. That's, 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 we we talk that? that's all it takes. We right? talk after that. <laughs> talk after that. Definitely set you up for real. Yeah, um, we can get you one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just some housekeeping things for our listeners. Again, big shout-outs to everybody who donated to our uh, fundraiser for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. We have surpassed $2,000, which was our goal for this season, so that those children um, at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia could have a blessed holiday. Um, you know, it, if you have the opportunity once all of this is over to actually go in and volunteer, um, those kids that, you know, are, are dealing with certain things, uh, they definitely would appreciate it. And so, um, mm -hmm. even if you don't do chop, you do something, um, you know, spend some time in services and, and, and be a blessing to somebody else this season, as we always, um, talk and, and preach. Um, just mm -hmm. to, to close on, on, on the father, uh, I guess, Lane, for me, just in, in, embrace it. Your children are your greatest investment. Invest in them, invest in their future, invest in their hopes, their dreams. Um, you know, they didn't ask to be here. You created this, this, this child, um, and it's our duty as parents and fathers to make sure that um, we pave the road for them. Get to know them. Um, explore different options so that you know what they like and what they're good at so that you can give them the resources to be successful. Because um, our goal at the end of the day is make the next generation better than us. And that's, that's what we're, 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 at least what I think the goal should be. I want my kids to be better than I, I was in all aspects of life. And I have to pave the road for that. So, uh, Brother Joel, we definitely appreciate you coming on, on the show with us and, and spending some time. Um, definitely. We'll get you a shirt. I, I'll get you a shirt somehow. We got, it's got to be an even exchange, though. I got to get something back. <laughs> we'll definitely good talk about that. Uh, so, for everybody out there, like always, stay empowered.